Episode 10. We made it to double digits. I'll be honest with you, I wasn't sure if we were going to make it to double digits when we started this thing. So I'm excited uh, excited for that and excited for our guest joining us tonight. She is a another, we got another first timer joining us tonight. So we're excited to dig into that. Um, it's the Philly edition tonight, the Rocky Balboa edition tonight. I'm pretty sure this race, I've done this race, the longer version of this race, and I'm pretty sure it starts and ends at the art museum. So you get a little get a little inspiration there. Um, welcome to the PRP. It's the pre-race podcast. This is a show where we connect with runners within a week before a big race that they've been preparing for. Tonight, guest hosting with me is the father of our guest, uh, and I have known him from afar for quite some time, um, but finally had the opportunity to meet him earlier this year. We shared some miles on the Utah Trail over summer, and it was just grand. He is uh, sort of a godfather figure uh, of running to quite a few people, and um, it's a real treat to have him join us. Uh, he is a political science professor at Brigham Young University, Mr. Kelly Patterson, KP. Welcome to the show, big guy. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. That's and it was a real honor to share those miles with you and Carter on the trail. It was, it was awesome, man. It was so, it was so good to finally meet you. And like, like I mentioned, Kelly and I had a kind of exclusively Strava relationship there for, we had a Strava relationship before we actually had a relationship. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, I remember when you asked if it was okay to follow me, I really wasn't sure what to say because I have no experience with social media per se. And Carter said, Oh yeah, no, you have to do that. Yeah. It's a, it's and the rest is history. A no-brainer. Yep, that's right. Um, so, Kelly, before we bring in our guest, before we before we bring in your daughter, I want to talk to you a little bit about your running career. I think I've, I've heard the highlights from Carter, but I don't know too much of the details. Um, so do you want to do your best at, like, taking a two or three-minute overview on kind of, like, what running has meant to you in your life and, and kind of your experience with it? Yeah, I'm happy to. Uh, my story, I'm sure, is... A familiar one. I was in my early 40s. I was a department chair. I was getting fat and grumpy because of uh, the workload. And I had a friend who was a runner and he suggested that I start running with him. And it started out one, two, three miles on the Provo River Trail. And then after a while, it became three and four and five miles. And then we were running home one day or back to the Smithfield house on BYU's campus. And he said, you can run a marathon. And um, I thought about that for a while and found it intriguing and did my first one about a year later. Amazing. And, uh, I've been running ever since. Amazing. So you, did you have uh, athletic or like physically active like childhood or did you stay out of that stuff mostly when you were younger? Yeah, I, I was a participant in the solitary sports. I played a lot of golf and I wrestled. Okay. Cool. Well, wrestling's <laughs> tough. Wrestling's tough, and I love golf. Yeah, wrestling. Wrestling is is tough because a person who really doesn't like you is mauling you for six minutes straight. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and and your 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 goal is to stay alive. Yeah, exactly, and not get pinned and embarrassingly yeah, yeah embarrassingly pinned. Um, how many? You might not know this off the top of your head. So you did your first marathon when you were in your early forties. How many do you have under the belt now? Do you have a number on that? Or an estimation? Well, between 55 and 60, I seem to have lost count. Whoa. Really? Yeah. Wow, Kelly, that's incredible, man. So do, like, so that's a few a year then. We're not going to... Yeah. I'm not going to reverse engineer it and make you say your age, but no, I mean... No, <laughs> please don't. But, uh, and, and those marathons are varied in their experiences. 
efforts to run them fast, efforts to just run them with friends, efforts to help someone run their first marathon and all the experiences I cherish. Yeah, I think that's a great way to do it. I feel like I'm pretty, my running career is still pretty new and I'm still getting kind of finding my footing in the sport, but I've had the chance to have races where I'm really focused on a PR and then seemingly in these past few years, my focus has has changed pretty radically to either doing a further distance or doing it with a friend or, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I appreciate people who take it take it like that. I know there's a lot of runners who, and there's nothing wrong with this, but there's a lot of runners who don't understand not running as hard as they can all the time. You know what I'm saying? There, There's the satisfaction you get when you run fast, but there's also the deep satisfaction you get from simply being outdoors and yes. from being with people you love. And that's why I'm so excited that uh, Kate has picked it up. Yes, that's right. Exactly. Uh, and before we, uh, we're going to bring Kate in here in a second, before we do, to my loyal listeners out there, Kelly Patterson is a tremendous Strava follow. So if you need it, I'm telling you, <laughs> I love I love your posts. I love it's just they're just so genuine. You always have a couple picks for the people. So follow Kelly on Strava uh, if you get a chance. Uh, real quick, Kelly, I mentioned that you are a professor in political science. Has that been your trade for most of your life? Is that something you got into later in yeah. life, or have you been a professor from the start? Yeah, I've been a professor. I, I started my undergrad uh, in political science, thinking I would go to law school. And it was such a fascinating subject for me that I thought, well, I might as well go on to graduate school and see if I can do this for a living. Yeah, of course. I think that that's my, I got a couple plans, but like plan C for me is to be an educator. I think being a teacher or a professor of some sort is a very fulfilling career. Um, oh yeah, it really is. That's right. And you've had a, you've had a little bit of like international exposure through BYU being able to kind of like, don't you like go to France or like Paris and stuff? Or is that just, is that Paris? Yeah. Okay. Once in a while. I get to hang out with the French political scientists and uh, Kate comes over and goes running with me in Paris. And I have friends who come over and we've run the Paris marathon a few times, which That's incredible. is quite good. Quite the experience. And I, the, the, the French really take seriously the idea of joie de vivre and uh, joy of living. And the 26 miles with the French is all about joy. I love it. And potentially you and Carter are doing this year's Paris Marathon, correct? Is Planning that on it for 2022. Nice. Incredible. Um, okay. Kelly, I think it's time. Let's bring, okay. let's bring your daughter in. Let's bring our exceptional guest of the evening in. She is currently working on training for her first half marathon. This is a big race for her, Miss Kate Babcock. Kate, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Good, thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you here, Kate. We met for the first time about a month ago in Chicago, we uh, did. watching your husband who takes this sport very seriously run around the city. Um, but I don't know too much about you uh, personally, so I'm excited to kind of peel the layers of the onions uh, back. And I, I'm gonna give you a shout out, which I, this probably annoys you as a New Yorker, but I'm gonna have to give you a shout out here out of the gates. Your ability to navigate public transit in Chicago was astonishing. Thank you. you're I mean, I, yeah, it's like you're like, yeah, it's like I do it every day, so I don't care. But I was like, Kelly, she was telling me, she's like, I'm gonna hit Carter here, 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 and here. And I was in my yeah. head, in my in my head, I was like, I don't think I don't think she's gonna pull this off. And she did. Lights out. Easy, easy peasy. 
She said we. I couldn't say anything embarrassing about her, but um, here he goes. I would have expected uh, an ability to navigate mass transit from somebody who did not like driving. Oh, there you go. She's embraced yeah. it. She she doesn't like being she behind has, the wheel, but yeah. she can. Yeah, okay, that's good. So <laughs> New York, Chicago, Paris. You give her a transit map, and she will get you around the city. Incredible. That actually is a pretty cool talent. So that's also kind of a, a byproduct of living um, in New York and. Kate, you and Carter are right in the heart of it. You guys are in Manhattan, aren't you? Yep, we are on the Upper West Side in Manhattan. We're like a block from Central Park. And yeah, we love it. We've been here for over four years now. And yeah, it's great. We love it here. And you do a lot of your training in Central Park, don't you? Yes, I do. Central Park is like my happy place. (laughs) And I love running there. And if I ever can't train there, then I would get like really grumpy and annoyed. Yeah, there (laughs) you go. There you go. Great. Are you, uh, it's getting a little colder here as we move into these, you know, last few big weeks before your, your race. Are you a cold weather gal or does it affect you or what are your, what are your thoughts? Uh, I like have a love hate relationship with it. I really hate running in the heat for me. Like heat is the worst. So these last couple months training have been really nice where it's gotten a little cooler, but still not freezing cold. And then Carter jokes that I'm a fair weather runner because <laughs> if it's really hot or really cold, you're not going to see me yeah, out there. That's right. So <laughs> I love it. So if it's in like the 40s, 50s, I'll still get out there. But once it drops into the 30s, that's yeah. Once it's painful, that's a hard one. Like physically painful <laughs> to get need, out the door. You just need Carter to uh, allow you to buy some nice cold weather gear. Yeah. And we know <laughs> we all know Carter's a drip junkie. So I'm sure there'll be yeah. no there'll be no problems. Uh, negotiating some budgetary uh for for running (laughs) then of course you need it there's no cap there's no cap on running drip um okay before we jump into this kate i know you've listened a couple times but there are rules to the podcast so we're going to go over the rules make sure everyone's on board with the rules and then i'll toss you some softball questions to get you settled in so rule number one it's the best rule biggest rule of the prp you got to be vulnerable can you do that i think i can do it okay that's right uh number two you have to be honest. So no lying. Be honest with us. Be honest. I mean, Kelly's a pretty good uh, guest host to be here. Maybe Carter would be a little bit better on knowing all the fine, fine details at this stage of your life, but Kelly knows a lot. So are you good? You good on that? You going to be honest? He does know. He okay. knows. He knows. Okay. We talk a lot about about things. So okay, good. I love it. Know. And then rule number three, guest host serves as primary arbitrator. So if there's something that Kate and I don't agree on, Kelly, you got to come in and... Uh, you know, make the final decision or, or call, or call her out if she's not being honest. So. Well, I know you're one of my followers on Strava, but Kate's my daughter. So I have a bias. Yes, of course you do. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fair that you have that. So, okay, Kate, let's, let's kick it off. Easy peasy stuff here. Tell us what race you are training for. So I'm training for the Philadelphia half marathon. Amazing. Um, when is it? It is November 20th. Saturday the 20th. Saturday so the 20th. Amazing. Yeah. And we're sitting here Monday night, the 15th. So we got a few yeah. days, but you're you're in full taper mode. Um, what race of your career is this? I know that this is your first half marathon, and this is the first race that you have kind of put together a formal training plan for, but you've done some other races before in your life. Is that correct? Yeah, I have done some other um, races, but just shorter distances. So I've done a bunch of like 5Ks, you know, just here and there. And then I think I've done two like official 10Ks. Um, But it's been a while since I've done 
like an official 10k race. I've done more 5k's recently and things like that. I feel like COVID kind of paused all of that for a while, but, but yeah, I've just had a couple 5k races recently and it was really fun to be out racing again. Amazing. And a little birdie tells me that my guy KP might have a story here about one of these races from back in the day. (laughs) Well, there are a couple of different stories that (laughs) we will tell. Uh, But there are two things I really like about Kate and maybe we can talk about her personality and why it fits with running. Perfect. Uh, One, she is, she seems to be a game to try new things. I remember that one of the first races I ran with her was the Rexley 10 K run. And that was uh, for cancer research. Uh, It's at Brigham Young university and uh, Kate ran it to celebrate uh, the life of my father who who passed away a couple of years earlier because of cancer. Okay. Very cool. And then, and then Kate's also, in addition to wanting to try new things, she's sort of, she has a, a competitive side to her. She likes, she likes to do well. Uh, we ran a little, we ran a 5k when she was 10 years old. I think it she was won. my first one too. Like, I think that was my first official. It was your first race. official. And it was from, I think we started at Liberty Park and ran to uh, the Gateway. Yeah. Salt Lake, City. Salt Lake one. Yeah. And Kate, Kate was angry with me because my watch wasn't charged and couldn't keep the proper pace. Oh, so she had no idea how she was doing. And every time we'd pass a mile marker, I, I, I had no idea what, what our official time was. She didn't like that. And she wanted, she, she wanted annoyed. the metrics. Yeah, that's right. She was annoyed. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, okay. So you've, so you've dabbled in the racing stuff a little bit. You've dabbled in the running stuff. You are, Definitely surrounded by people in your life that um, are all about the running stuff. So I'm sure that has an effect. We'll get into, I think we'll, we'll, we'll get into a few more of those details here in a bit. Um, but something I like to do on the show, because I think it is so important because you're running, you know, you're running energy and the output you can put into doing something you, you love to do uh, has to be weighed, you know, with other things you do in your life. So let's take a second and let's talk about you, Kate. Let's talk about what you're doing for a living. We know that you live in New York. And you've been there for a few years. You know, what are you up to in your life professionally? And what are you working on? So I graduated in 2017 from BYU. Um, and I studied human development. Okay. Um, so then when I when we moved to New York, um, we moved here for Carter's work. And just because we wanted to live in New York. Um, but I was still trying to figure out, like, what I wanted to do with my major exactly. Yep. Um, so I taught preschool for a couple years, um, which was great. I loved that, but I was like, I don't think I want to do this, um, forever. Yeah. Um, and then fall of 2019, I, um, went back to school. So I got a master's in school counseling. Okay. Um, graduated from that in May of, what was this last year? May, May of, 2020, 2020, right? It's all, it's all no, 2021. 2021. 2021. I can't keep the year straight anymore. Yeah, it's all a blur. So, the past two um, years. Graduated is a blur. in May of 2021. Um, and yeah, I have just since then just kind of been um, looking for a job. The market right now um, for school counseling is kind of crazy just because of COVID and mm-hmm. um, the Department of Education and budget cuts and things. It's been a little crazy. So I've just kind of been looking for a job, but also just kind of enjoying not having something <laughs> too much going yeah. on in my life. Cause I feel like when I started grad school, there was not a pandemic. And then 
one semester through there was and it was a little crazy and it was kind of a crazy year so it's been nice to just have some time to kind of decompress yeah I love it <laughs> so I know that you're a lot of your 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 passion to be in education I'm sure comes from your from Kelly and, and your parents a little bit too but you also have a pretty big kind of like social justice desire to kind of get into that kind of stuff too is that right no I think that's right um I feel like living in New York I mean coming from Utah where like I'm so similar to everyone that's in Utah and mm -hmm. a lot of people in Utah are just very similar which is fine but it's just kind of how things are there and then coming to New York where it's very diverse and everyone's different and comes from these different backgrounds and I just I don't know and like being in grad school and working with kids um, I, I did my internship in a middle school and it was, it had a lot of lower income families and kids and right. it just kind of like opened this new world to me of, oh my gosh, like <laughs> this isn't like, I mean, I feel like a lot of the times you think, oh, that's just kind of far off. Like I know that's happening, but I don't see it in my everyday life yeah. necessarily. But I, then all of a sudden it was right there and I was working with these kids and these families and it just kind of made me really want to you know, like be an advocate for those that need it and just kind of help the underdog and, you know, be there for kids that didn't always have someone, you know, like I feel like I always had people in my life and school and things that were helping me achieve what I wanted and pushing me to do that. But not, I realize not everyone has that and they need someone in their life that's advocating for them. So. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. I, um, I respect that so much. And yeah, I think uh, I can relate to your experience a little bit. I, you know, born and raised in, in Salt Lake City as well and moved to L.A. when I was 18. And I quickly realized, like, wow, we had a pretty we have a pretty good in Salt Lake. And, when, you know, especially, you know, coming from, you know, just, you know, high, you know, higher income, a little bit more privileged access. Like you said, we have all of the things that we need to succeed. And unfortunately for a lot of people, that's not the case. So. It's good to hear. It's good to hear that New York has kind of helped mold you as a person. I think that's what happens when when people kind of move out and get out of their comfort zone. And I think it's really important. So, OK, cool. So you're, you're trying to figure out. I can relate to that, too. I'm still trying to figure out. I don't know if I'll ever decide what I want to do for my career. So don't don't feel rushed because I'm still trying to figure it out, too. Um, so let's talk training. This is a very general question. But overall, how's training been going? You've been when did you start training? I started, so my training program is 12 weeks. So in September, okay. I guess yep. I started, um, I just kind of, I mean, it's my first half marathon. So I was like, I don't want to do anything too crazy. Like, I don't want to jump into running like five or more days a week and, you know, just like burn out and get injured. So I was trying to find a training program that would kind of fit my needs. And I just found one online that was like, training program for first time half marathoners and it looked good I showed it to Carter he thought it looked good and so I just kind of went with it amazing amazing so you didn't so you didn't really start training in the in the in the height of summer you kind of started towards the end late August early September that's nice yeah yeah I and I didn't really run like all summer or much until I started training okay cool but when you you tell us about what you thought your fitness level was when you started training. Great. When I started, I thought, I, 
I mean, in general, I feel like I can always kind of just go out and like run three miles. Like I may not be in the best shape, but I can always kind of go out and like run a 5k sort of a thing. So I was like, I feel like I'm in like, I mean, I don't run that consistent, but I feel like I'm in like decent shape. I'm a pretty active person, you know, like living in New York forces you to be pretty active (laughs) um, in your day-to-day life. And I, you also also cross train, right? Yeah, you definitely do. Yeah. So So I thought I was like in okay shape starting definitely better than in the past when I've tried to run. Um, I did in August started going to the gym consistently. Um, So then when I did start running in September, I felt a lot better than when I've run in the past and not been going to the gym. So I felt like I was already starting out um, pretty, pretty good with this. So you had a good, you had a good launching point because you were doing some cross. Yeah. I know you do like, you do hit classes and you go, you, do you go to like a, a gym that has like proctored classes or do you go in and like do your own training stuff? Yeah, no, I go to a gym that has like tons of classes each day and you can just pick whichever classes you want to do. Or if you don't want to do a class, you can just go to one of the weight rooms, whatever. So I would say like most days I'm either going to like a hit class or a weight training class or I don't know, like a bar class, yoga, just kind of whatever I'm feeling like. But yeah, I would say the hit classes are definitely and the strength training are some of my favorites. Yeah. So I do that at least like three days a week when I'm not running. Um, and then the days that I'm not doing hit, I'm like was doing my runs or something that was more like low impact yeah. um, to kind of recover. That's good. So. The supplementary strength stuff is is so crucial, and it's something that I, I've struggled to to bring into my repertoire of, of training. Um, not a bike person though, right? Because New York's only only Carter's crazy enough to bike around that city. Oh my gosh, I know. I I sometimes will do like spin classes at the gym, and Carter will always try to get me like to go biking in the city like let's just take like just get a city bike and let's go bike and I'm just like I want nothing to do with that I don't want to get hit by a car it's only a matter of time in the city until you get hit by a car it's chaotic it's just stressful unless you're like in the park but even then city bikes are like so big yeah they're bulky huh I'm like I just no I don't I don't want to do that (laughs) yeah Carter's wild he's wild riding that bike around that city man I know um, okay, cool. So a 12 week program, you got it started, you know, towards the beginning of September, I like to go through kind of some of the highs and lows. So walk us through, walk us through some of the high points. What have you, what have you really like enjoyed about this? And, you know, has your perspective changed on what you feel like is accomplishable or doable? Like what's been going well? Yeah, I would say what's been going well is like seeing myself be able to run further and further. <laughs> Um, when I first started the training, the farthest I'd ever run at one time was I think seven miles. And I had only done that like one time. I think it was when I was in Paris, the last time with my dad, we went on like a longer run and I was like, that's the farthest I've ever gone. And then I've never gone that far again. (laughs) Um, so I was kind of nervous to go past that seven mile point because I didn't know what to expect. And I hadn't done that in a long time. But it's been fun seeing on those longer runs that like I can go further and it isn't as hard as I thought it would be and that the training and the buildup has really prepared me for those longer distances. I love it. So yeah, that's been, that's been really cool to see. Amazing. All right. Well, yeah, and to, uh, describe your last run where you, 
seemed to indicate that all of a sudden it was just done and you weren't even paying attention to the pace. And Amazing. Those are the best. They, yeah, they happen out I, of nowhere. I know. I've had a couple longer runs recently, a couple like seven milers. And then most recently on yesterday on Sunday, I had a nine miler, which is my last long run before the half. And um, I had a friend out that went out with me and we were just, for my long runs, I just kind of don't even like worry about my pace. And I just go out to get miles in and just, you know, it's more about time on my feet and not how fast I'm going. And so I wasn't even like looking at my watch. We were just like running and talking and, you know, just enjoying the park because it's gorgeous right now and all the leaves. And, um, and then like a few miles in, I looked down and I was like, we're going like decently fast. Nice. Like we're going a lot faster than I thought that we were. And then we ended up running it like under a, like a, I think it was like an 856 average for wow. the nine miles, which for me, that's like, that's great. Like I'm like, I'm five feet tall. Like I'm sure I'm not, I don't have long legs. Like I'm not like what you would expect a distance runner to look like. So for me to run, like I had never run that many miles at that fast of a pace. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool to see like, okay, it's like all coming together. Like not only can I like run the distance, but I can do it at like a faster pace for me, which was cool to kind of see that all. All come together. together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And how did you feel after it too? Did you feel like you like were, I'm sure a little bit tired, but were you totally gassed or did you feel pretty good? No, that was the thing is like, I felt good. Like we were, we finished and I was like, I mean, I felt like I could have kept going, but like, I guess we hit nine miles. So like oh, yeah. we're done. That oh, was yeah. what the plan called for, but I felt, I felt pretty good, which I was like, I really hope I feel this good on race day. That's because... a good sign. That's right. That's, yeah, right. that's a confidence builder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think I really needed that going into race week because I kind of get in my head and I get nervous and I'm like, are the conditions going to be good? How am I going to be feeling? Can I, you know, like how fast can I run and for how long? So that was kind of helpful for me to see where I'm at and what I'm capable of. I love it. It sounds like you're doing all the right things to get ready for this. Um, okay. You can't have peaks without having valleys. So let's talk about some, <laughs> well, of, let's talk about some of the stuff that has sucked. There's, there's gotta be at least something. Oh, there are definitely, right. definitely some, the first one that comes to mind, lowest of lows, it was probably a few weeks in. And so I think it's like towards the end of September. It was Sunday and I had to do like a six mile run because Sunday was like my longer run day. And the park was like crazy that day because they were having like some kind of concert in the park or something. And so you couldn't really run on the main road and it was just tons of people and it was chaotic. So I was like, okay, I'll go over to like the West Side Highway to do my longer run, which is like along the Hudson River, which sounds nice, but it's not. It's, not. <laughs> it's like very exposed um so if it's sunny at all then it's just like beating down on you there's like no shade and you're right by the west side highway which is loud and makes it even hotter and it's just like long and straight and flat and it's not very wide and there's bikers and runners and it's just like it's not it's not fun and i've never had like a good run there but i was like you know what i'll just do it it's only (laughs) six miles whatever just go get it over with And I get out there, I'm pretty quick. And Carter was nice and came along to like bike with me and have water and stuff and just kind of keep me company. And like mile two, 
it was like a really hot day and sun was beating down and it was like the afternoon. It wasn't even the morning. It was like late afternoon. And I, sun was beating down. I was like, not feeling good. It was mile two. Carter's like, how are you doing? I was like, not good. Not good. Not, not enjoying this one bit. This is miserable. I was like, I felt like I was going so slow. Like I had no energy. So I'm just like suffering through this. It gets to the point and it, I was just doing it out and back. So like three miles up and then turn around and three miles back. And so I get to about mile five and I get to a point. I just was so, I was like angry that I was in that situation. I was so mad oh, yeah. <laughs> that I was out there and that I'd been like suffering for so long. And then I was just getting very like worked up and anxious about it and just like really upset. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, I just felt this like overwhelming urge to like cry. Okay. And then I stopped and like my throat felt like it was closing up and I felt like I couldn't breathe. And then I realized I was having a panic attack Oh no! <laughs> on the West Side Highway. There you go. <laughs> and it was, it was scary. And I like Carter stopped and he was like, you okay? I was like, no, like I can't really breathe. Like my throat's closing up. I was like gasping for air. I was like, I think I'm having a panic attack. And like had goosebumps all over. And so just like sat down and like tried to like recover from that and finally like get my breathing under control. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, okay, I think we should just call it like just be done. I was like, no, no, I'm I finished this. Plan call for six miles. I am going to run six miles. Yes, Kate. Yes. <laughs> and I just like had to stick to the training plan. <laughs> and so I like did that last mile very slow, but I did it. Um, but that was kind of like a scary moment for me because in, like anxiety is something that I like have and deal with, mm -hmm. but I'd never had a panic attack before. Right. It manifested it that way. Nervous. Right. It made me nervous that it was while I was running. Cause I was like here running is supposed to be something that's like enjoyable for me is supposed to like help, you know, like relieve my, my anxiety and like be good for my mental health. And then but it like caused me to have a panic attack, which right. made me really nervous. Like, is this going to happen again? Like, is this, you know, like I thought it was supposed to be something good for me, but maybe this is just more like anxiety inducing for me. Like, you know, what's going on, but luckily it was a one-time thing. And I feel like I learned from it. I yeah. learned Gr never grew run from on it. the West Side Highway <laughs> in the afternoon when it's hot. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was definitely a low but then it's made the highs feel that much better when I like have a great run and, and I feel like and I it goes do awesome plan. and I right. like feel so happy during it I'm like okay you know it's it's good to have that to compare it to yeah no I mean good for you for for pushing through I can definitely relate to your experience not completely but I know how and I'm sure Kelly knows how it feels it just there's some days when you're out there to do it and it's just you're over it right from the beginning and I, I get grouchy too I'm like why am I doing this <laughs> why am I out here um but I can it really something you said that really kind of like rings home with me in in the sense of like wow that's kind of a crazy feeling is like yeah you're like hey I'm I'm out here running to improve my mental health to get fresh air to unwind and now something happened to me where it got pushed in the other direction so that would be yeah. that would be a very scary experience. Um, so thank you for sharing that. But good for you for I'm I'm proud of you for for not stopping and just for slugging out that last mile too. Yeah, this is this may be one of those stories that Kate does not want me to tell. Okay, but her her approach to finishing the run is how Kate was growing up. 
when we would sometimes leave the house, we'd ask Kate to put on her shoes and she would insist on tying them herself yes. even before she knew how to tie her shoes. So she, she devised her own way to tie knots and we just learned to wait until she tied them. And we always thought that would serve her well later in life. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that, she, that, that sort of drive is positive. At times it pushes you a little too far and you just have to learn when to be comfortable with saying enough. Right. Exactly. And the only way to figure that out is to, to test it and kind of push the yes, limit. To test and, it. Yep. and so some of those days when the run's not going well, you find ways to make it entertaining or to dial it back or just to reflect on something you haven't thought about before. And that even means cutting the run a little short, then so be it. But then you feel good about having been out and done something. Yes, of course. Of course. Do what serves you. And uh, Kate, it sounds like you've been marching to the beat of your own drum uh, since you came out the womb. So good for you. Good for you. And thanks for sharing that. I, I'm, I'm sure stories like that are not easy to share. So I appreciate you. You're following rule number one pretty well. You're getting vulnerable here. And we haven't, and we haven't even got to the vulnerable piece yet. So I'm proud of you, Kate. Okay, let's, um, let's talk activity background for you. Kate, let's, um, you know, did you, were you active? Did you do any sports and stuff growing up? Um, kind of take us through some of the highlights of your um, youth. Yeah, I feel like I was always somewhat pretty active. I was never into like team sports, really. Like I never did soccer or basketball or anything like that. Growing up, I was more into like dance and gymnastics, um, things like that. And I did that through like middle and high school. My senior year, I did decide to join. I was always um, not, I knew that I wasn't really like a very good distance runner, but I was always pretty fast. Okay. I was like more of a sprinter. And so my senior year, I decided to join the track team um, for sprinting. And sadly, I got a stress fracture before I could even oh, no. make it to the season, <laughs> which kind of became a theme for me um, in terms of injuries. So I got that stress fracture and was never really able to run track, which was a bummer because I, I feel like it kind of would have been fun to see, you know, like what you could have done, do, but right. I never really got that. But yeah, I feel like I've just always stayed pretty active. People would always ask, oh, are you a runner like your dad? And I was like, no, definitely not. Like, do I look like a runner to you? Like, <laughs> not tall you know i'm small and you do you do kind of look like a runner to me in my opinion but that's just my humble opinion yeah well thank you adam that that means a lot (laughs) you were very active in dance yeah that was more than just a a one-year event you you danced a lot through junior high and and high school and then you you also had a, a rather it was a brief but spectacular career in softball Ooh. Oh my gosh, wait, I forgot. I did do softball in nice. like sixth grade, I think. Nice. What what position did you play? Oh, I don't I don't even remember. <laughs> do you remember KP? All I remember was I was so I was always so small. I was always like the smallest person out there. And I would go up to bat and the other team would just like laugh because I Aww. was so small. <laughs> but they didn't realize that I like I had a tiny strike zone. 
So I'd either always get walked or I would actually be able to hit it. Yeah. And you were fast. So you could get on base. Yeah. And I was fast. So I could get on base. So, so I was like kind of the secret weapon there. I love it. I love it. That's incredible. Yeah. Moneyball. She was, she had a very high on base percentage. Yes. There we go. I love, I just watched Moneyball recently. I love that movie. Um, Okay. Something you said that I want to, this is one of the things that I don't, ask most of my guests because it's pretty specific to you and I want to get your honest feedback on this Kate it's kind of like the question is what inspired you to run and you can take that and run with it no pun intended but more so I'm thinking you have a father who is very into running and now you have a husband who within the past four or five years has fallen completely in love with the sport. Can you talk a little bit about how that's affected you? Does that make you feel inspired to run? Does that make you feel like, well, it's it's what the people around me do, so I'm going to do it as well? Like, Can you kind of talk about how your relationship with running and why you have gotten interested in trying to do this marathon and kind of where things stand with that? Yeah, so I feel like running longer distances or at least trying to was something that I always kind of wanted to do just to like prove to myself I could do it. So thinking back to like when I was in college, I think that didn't I sign up one year for like the Ogden half marathon? Mm, I think yeah. I don't I think I signed up for it. Okay. And I was like, I really this was like probably my sophomore year of college. I was like, I really want to try like running a half marathon, like running further. Like I feel like I'm in pretty good shape. I think I could do it. But my issue, like I mentioned with track, was I would always get injured. Okay. So senior year of high school, I had a stress fracture in my shin. And then I've had a couple of different stress fractures in my heels and then also one in my hips. So whenever I would like start training for something, um, it was kind of inevitable that I would get a stress fracture or an injury of some sort. And my sports medicine doctor in Utah, he was like, <laughs> by the time I was in there with like my fourth stress fracture, the one in my hip, he's like, Hey, I just really like, don't think resistance runner. Like, I just don't. I don't think it's in the cards for you. Like, this is your fourth stress fracture. I just don't think you should you should be doing it. And I'm like, okay, sure. I guess that's right. You're right. Like, you're a doctor. I guess I'll listen to you. And you know, not. He's like, I mean, shorter distances, fine. But he's like, longer distances, like halves and full marathons. I just don't think like that's good for you. I'm like, okay, fine. That's that's okay. And so. Never ended up doing anything longer than a 10K. I did that. I did a couple of those while I was in college. And then I don't know why, but a few years ago, I think it was in like 2019 around when I was starting grad school, I was like, I think I want to do a half marathon again. I was like, I always come back to this like every couple of years where it's like, I want to try to do one and ended up signing up for the Philadelphia half marathon. But then COVID happened. Um, so then it got postponed and I was like, well, it's probably good because I don't think I would have really had time to train anyway. Cause I would have been in school and it just wouldn't have been a good time. And Carter and my dad were also going to run that with me and they were able to get refunds. Okay. Uh, I tried to get a refund and they said they were out of money. And so they deferred me to the next year. Oh, it's fate. <laughs> and I Perhaps was like, it's fate here. I was like, oh man. Okay. <laughs> Well, I guess that means that I have to run this next year. Then like, I can't, I can't get out of it now. Like I have to actually train for this. I love it. And I think kind of what inspired me to want to do it again is like what you said, like seeing from a young age, my dad 
running marathons and races and we would go to his races, you know, to be there at the finish line. And sometimes I like run in the last little bit with him, you know, and just like supporting him and seeing that over the years and the joy that that's brought him. And then also with him, like getting Carter into running and everything that like I've seen Carter's running career from like when it started five years ago to, you know, what it is now. Um, I was like, you know, it's like really cool what they've been able to do. And this kind of like running community that they're a part of and that they've been able to find, you know, where they live. And that's something I kind of want to, you know, try to challenge myself on again and, you know, be a part of and see what this is all about. See what the hype is all about. Yeah. See what, see what, see what this is all about. I love it. That's exactly right. Everyone's doing this. Might as well. And I'm sure there's a small piece of you from what your dad has told me about the doctor telling you that, you shouldn't do it. That probably make you be like, well, you just wait and see. I know. I kind of want to like call him after the half marathon. You should. Like, Guess what? Send him a picture. Send him a I picture. A yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Awesome. Well, you're having good foresight here, Kate, because you mentioned running community and you mentioned, I know Carter's getting super involved with OSR in New York, um, but I love to talk Strava and all three <laughs> of us are, are big Strava people. So these questions are for both of you. So KP, I'll have uh, I'll have Kate answer first, and then I'll have you answer. Let's yeah. talk. Let's talk about the things that you like about Strava. What's good about Strava for you, Kate? Let's see. I like being able to like see what my friends are doing and what other people are doing. I think it's fun to because I know we're just living in New York. I don't get to see like my Utah friends and family a lot, or like you know just what people are doing. So it's kind of fun to see different races and things people are training for and kind of what they're accomplishing. Um, and then I also like being able to track my progress to a certain extent and like, look back at my older runs and see like, cause I run in central park all the time, like you said. So I run like the same exact routes a lot of the time. So it's kind of fun for me to look back even like years ago and see kind of like where I was at to where I am now. Yeah. A little bit of growth, a little bit of like a journal for you on your running career. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. What about you, Kelly? What do you like about Strava? Uh, same thing as Kate. I love the journal uh, quality of it. It's fun to go back and look at pictures and routes. And every time you do, it brings up some of the sensations and feelings and uh, you get to relish those memories uh, and remind you why you, you, you're you so fortunate to, to have all that you do in life. And um, I just have the basic Strava. Carter Carter keeps telling me I have to get the premium Strava account, which does all the the analysis of your pace and heart rate and all of those different features. And I I pretty much know I'm slow. I pretty much know <laughs> I, I I pretty much know what what Strava is going to tell me. And um, so I I just like being connected to you and Carter and Kate and other people that I, I, I know and, and love and seeing the world through their eyes and the routes that they're running and some of the, some of the challenges they have to overcome. It's just, it's inspiring. Yeah. It's very inspiring. And you're right. I think both of you said one of my biggest things is kind of just staying a little bit more intimately involved with the people that I don't get to talk to every day, just, you know, by way of just kind of seeing what they're up to really quickly. And, you know, on a reoccurring basis, you can kind of stay plugged into what they're working on and, um, yeah, I saw your big run from last week on there, Kate, and I was pumped. I was like, yep. 
Yeah. She's priming the pump. She's priming the pump in Central Park. Okay. So you guys are both pretty K- KP. You mentioned you use the basic Strava account. Um, Kate, I know you're active on Strava, but you're not like crazy about it in terms of like using it all the time. Do you guys have any dislikes about the platform yet or is mostly everything is good? Do you have anything that you don't like about it or things to watch out for when you use it? I feel like sometimes it's like too number focused or like you can get very caught up in like the different segments and, you know, the leaderboards and I don't know, just like what your pace was instead of the bigger picture. And I sometimes find myself getting sucked into like caring a little too much about like what my run looks like on Strava. Yeah. The just- only time I really get bugged is when like my first 10 mile run that I did. Um, cause I had a couple of 10 mile runs in my training program and Strava like messed up and said, I only ran two and a half miles. And I was like, Ooh, really? Frustrating. Really <laughs> Excuse me. That's right. I was yeah. like really annoyed about it, but I was like, you know what? You still Fine. did it. Yeah. You still did it. Yeah, That's I actually right. did run the 10 miles Yeah, right. because it's not on Strava. Correct. Doesn't mean, you know, it didn't, the fitness, didn't the fitness is under your belt. No, I, I feel you on the distraction piece. It can kind of. There can be things that suck you away from like the main focus of why you're doing it. Kelly, what about you? Anything that you don't like about it or are you for the most part, two thumbs up? Uh, I, I, I think it's a, it's a wonderful platform. I try, I, it's really the only social media I've ever been on and I limit it quite a bit. I don't have many followers <laughs> and um, I try to watch the competitive part of it. Yeah. I really um admire Kate for saying that she tries not to get too pulled into the image part of it because that that's a real fear uh, you you sometimes end up running harder than you maybe should have so that your pace looks better but I think it's important to just realize that that's there and move beyond it and if you um do that then you you've taken a big step toward becoming your own person yes um and i have people like you and kate and carter who give me likes no matter what my pace is that's right so <laughs> that's that's all i need yes. i just I, I it brings a smile to my face when i see that adam and carter and kate have given me a thumbs up i love getting it out. strava is this interesting crossroads of you know, accountability for yourself and journaling for yourself, but then also being like this public facing thing. I think it's easy to get caught in the weeds with that kind of stuff. So Kate, it's good. Hats off to you uh, for being able to acknowledge that. I have a question for you. Do you remember what, <laughs> do you remember what the, your Strava title was for that horrible run back in September? Did you vent into Strava at all on that one? Or did you just let it be? <laughs> I don't remember the title. I think I did a little caption about like, wasn't, feeling it today but still got it done or something like just so I could remember how awful it was but yeah (laughs) okay cool let's uh we're gonna change gears a little bit here um now this is the big vulnerability piece but you've already been cranking you've already been cranking on the vulnerability so you're gonna be just fine big question what is your goal with this race Kate yeah that's that's the big question um so that's something I've thought a lot about while training and that's fluctuated while I've been training. When I first started, I don't think I really had a goal in mind. I just wanted to run 13 miles and finish. That's a goal. Yeah. That is a goal. Um, I don't, I didn't have like a time goal. I was like, I just want to 
be able to cross the finish line. Um, but then as I started running and I realized I was like in better shape than I thought I was, I was like, I wonder if I could do this under two hours. Like, I wonder if that's feasible for me. Um, and was started, you know, Googling, like, what pace do you have to run to get under two hours? And because um, some of my runs will call for like, it'll be like seven miles with five miles at like your half marathon pace, you know, or something like that. So I was like, what, what do I want my half marathon pace to be like, I kind of had to figure out what, like what that was. Yeah, gauge it. Um, and so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna say that my half marathon pace, it's like a I think like nine ten to get like just under two hours. I was like, I'm going to say it's like nine ten and like train at that. So then if I feel like I want to go for it, then I'm able to. And then I was training, you know, with that pace in mind. And there were a lot of runs where I was like, I feel like I can do this for like four miles, but I don't know how I'm going to maintain this for like 13 miles. Cause I was, you know, like feeling pretty tired after and stuff. So I was like, you know what? I don't want to get my hopes up. Because I was talking to Carter, I was like, if conditions are really good on race day and like I show up feeling good and everything's going right, and Carter's like, Don't do that. I've heard this before. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember me talking before Chicago about the marathon? He's like, I've, I've heard this before. I'm like, I know, I know. And so I was like, okay, so I'll just like give myself a range, like two hours to like 205 or something. And he's like, Yeah, I think that's good. But I was like, But I'll still train with that two hour time in mind. So then, because I'm like, if I stop training at that now, then I won't be able to have that as an option on race day. But if I keep trying to train, you know, with that in mind and train faster then I could maybe go for it if I'm feeling good. Nice. And these last few weeks, I have been feeling good. I've been able to keep my pace up on longer runs and um, feeling really good. So I'm going or I don't have like an official like time, but I'm just saying under two hours is my goal. Sub two. All right. There we Sub go. Two. Exciting. I feel like, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not super involved in your fitness just from being a super fan of yours on Strava, but I do feel like you have been doing pretty well over the past few weeks. So I think you got it, but we'll see what happens. Right. Um, last big vulnerable question before we move on to the fun stuff. Kate, what are you most worried about with this race? I am most worried about the bathroom and having to use the bathroom. Are we talking code brown? Are we talking code brown um, bathroom here? Are we talking? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, so first I'm scared about not being able to go in the morning before. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then having a stomach ache during the race. Cause I had a, a couple weeks ago, I had a long run. I was supposed to do 10 miles, woke up early to go do it. My stomach was just feeling off. Wasn't really able to use the bathroom before. And I was like, this is going to be a disaster. And it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice, nice attitude. <laughs> it, yeah. I was just not feeling good and like had to stop multiple times only made it like six miles before I just had to call it because I was, it was just not, not Couldn't my day, not yeah. feeling good. Mm -hmm. And worst nightmare is like something like that would happen the half so you're not on a you're not on a tr very traditional or like rigorous morning code brown schedule it kind of varies for you yeah no okay. i'm not not the most consistent i'm not like a carter <laughs> carter's a double deucer he claims yeah. he won't leave the house without two <laughs> he won't which is that's incredible in my opinion <laughs> i know i know so 
for me, it's like, if I'm lucky, you know. So what's we'll your, see. we're really digging into this. And if, if you end up feeling uncomfortable, I won't put a lot of this on. But what's your, like, what's your conversion rate? What's your morning conversion rate? Like 30, 30% of the time it happens the way you want it to, or like. And just, just before you answer that, this question indicates just how eccentric the running community can be. Yes, of course. <laughs> Kelly's right okay. there. Nailed just, it. That <laughs> whenever we really whenever you're talking about, about conversion rates, <laughs> uh, you, you know, you've stumbled into that running campaign from a few years ago where, you know, it showed the, the men taping their nipples at the start of the run and the caption, the tagline was runners. Yeah, we're different. <laughs> so anyway, go ahead, Kate. Oh, well, <laughs> I would say like two out of three times. Okay. So it's like, it happens more often than not, but there is some times where it doesn't happen. Yeah. I, so I have like, I just have a bad stomach. I've always had a bad stomach. I have stomach problems then add running to the mix and it's, yeah. you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> so it's well, a big we'll piece. See. Yeah. It's a big piece for you. We'll have to be, yeah. I publish race reports. So if things go bad, Maybe I won't mention it, but if things go great, maybe that'll be the first, you know, first part of the race report is that the morning started off the way it needed to. So I'm setting up good vibes for you for that one. Let's let's get that done. That is the nice part about a big urban race is normally they are quite uh, generous with the number of porta potties. Yes. I mean, if if that's my thing, though, is like, I don't want to have to stop. I'm like, I don't want to have to take any more time. Yeah, it's tough. (laughs) And I need to. Yeah. But at least you won't get stranded. So it's still a fear, but at least you're not going to get stranded. You just have a little. And, and at, at the beginning of the race is where having them at the at the beginning is at this is, is sort of a security blanket. Yes, of course. You got, you're going to have a nice little line for you, but you'll be all right. Yeah, Kate, your your dad hit the nail on the head. We're very eccentric in the in the running community, and we talk code brown on every episode. And and you know this is episode ten. I would say six to seven of the people same fear as you. Biggest fear sweaty poops or not being yeah, able to you can't yeah. always control it you know it's hard when it's unless you're carter control it. apparently yeah, unless, unless you're, you're carter <laughs> is a machine um before we move on just because you know we put you on the spot what about you kp you get you get it out in the morning before you get out there on those big mountain runs or well and the nice thing about being on the mountains yeah. a tour runner <laughs> is that you you select routes yeah. that have have options <laughs> Oh, I love how and, I love and, how politically correct he is with it. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, as much as I love the running community, I won't quite return back to my uh, sixth grade habits of potty humor. I love it. I love it. Um, okay, so we know what you're most worried about. We know what your goals are. You're gonna get, you're gonna try to sub to this thing. The next segment we do is kind of thoughts on the big picture. And I'm kind of torn with this segment because I think it's fun to talk about, but I also feel like sometimes um, it doesn't serve you well to be thinking about this the week before your race. But have you spent any time thinking about if you'll do another one of these, um, if you'll make this a consistent part of your life? Do you do you like this? Do you like being in a, in like a training camp, Kate, or is it kind of a pain in the butt? So I'm kind of I've been thinking about this, and I'm kind of torn on it. Like on the one hand, I've liked something that's had me consistently get out there and run because normally I would not just go out and run a lot if I weren't like if it were the fact that I were training for something so I like that having a plan has like forced me to get out and I've had 
I've been like very busy this fall while training and traveling a lot. So it's been nice to have like the consistency and like sticking to something and like, you know, making sure I build my run into whatever I'm doing. But at the same time, I feel like it's kind of stressed me out a little bit at times. Like I will go to bed knowing like I have to wake up and run 10 miles in the morning. And like, I really hope it goes well. I don't know how it's going to go. Like, I feel like I just kind of sometimes get a little anxious about like, okay, I have to, you know, get up and run in the morning and do this, even though like, I know it's going to be cold or I'm not necessarily feeling good. Cause there was like a big chunk of time there while training for a few weeks where I was pretty sick. I sadly gave Carter the cold that he had for the Chicago marathon. (laughs) Um, And I probably should have like taken a break, but I didn't, I still would get out there and run. Um, even though I wasn't feeling good, I was like, I just, I have to stick to it, you know, or else I'm going to fall behind or like, I've had kind of some ankle injuries while running too, that I've, you know, I was like, I probably shouldn't be running on this, but I'm going to, because in this many weeks I have to go run a half marathon, you know? So I feel like there's times where it's made me push myself a little more than I should be pushing myself. Mm -hmm. But then I've also really liked the consistency of like being able to get out there and like go out in central park. Cause usually I, I'm not in the park, like at least the whole park, you know, like three times a week running around it and seeing the fall leaves and, you know, just people watching, like, that's not something that would just normally be built into my schedule. So there's things I've really liked about it. And then there's things where I feel like it's kind of stressed me out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I feel you. It's, um, a, it's a fine line. And I've struggled. Yeah. I've struggled with that a lot too, of like, it can help me get out the door when maybe I wouldn't have gotten out the door. Mm-hmm. But also, like you said, it's made me maybe train or do things that don't serve me when I probably need a little bit of rest. So yeah, uh, you're not alone in that. I'm sure Kelly, I'm sure you felt, have you ever felt like the stresses of, of training? You, you're a pretty pure guy though. I don't know. You, you, you keep it pretty like flow free. So I don't know. Have you ever had experience with like having something on the docket that is stressing you out a little bit more than it's like bringing you joy? Back when, when I started marathons, it seemed like I was always training for them. And there was, there was stress associated with having to go do a seven, you know, seven miles tempo work or 15 or 16 miler on the weekends. And, but, um, now that I'm old, <laughs> decrepit, <laughs> um, I just try to sort of maintain a certain fitness level. And if I'm going to do a marathon, then I try and ramp up. That's because it, it does feel so good when you're in shape. Yeah. When you're, when you're just on that verge of getting ready for a race. And as you and Kate have talked about, you go out and the seven or the nine or the 12 miler just seems easy and joyful. And that's a great state to be in. Yeah. It's that flow state. That's right. Um, okay. Well, Kate, we'll put that down as a TBD for what's next. huh? Let's see. Let's focus on, let's focus on this week and then we'll see what happens. Knowing the kind of person Kate is, we could probably make a prediction. And one of them will be that she will do something significant again, because she will get out on that course in Philadelphia and it's a beautiful city yes. and they close the roads for you. And it's a celebration of life. 
and you get to see the city in ways that you've never seen it before or ever see it again. And um, you get to take, take a part of the city away with you. And that becomes a form of, of life that you want to repeat. Yep. Dang, Ke- Kelly's getting me inspired. No, I want to come. No, I want to come to Philly. No, I agree with that, hundred percent, Kelly. I, I mean, one thousand percent. And Kate, you're also a competitor too, so I feel like you're going to yeah. feel that piece of it too. Um, okay, well, incredible. I think you got a good mindset about not worrying about it. Okay, we're through the crazy stuff. Now it's the fun stuff. This is the rapid fire, rapid fire, fun detail stuff. So let's talk travel schedule. When are you? When are you heading to Philly? Only like. It's like less than two hours from New York um, driving. So my grandparents live in Wilmington, Delaware, which is like 45 minutes outside of Philly. Okay. So we are going to go down there Thursday night. Okay. Spend the night at their place. Are those Kelly's parents? My my mom's parents. Mom's parents. Okay. Okay. My mom grew up there. And then we are going to spend Friday night in philly we got a hotel because the race starts at 7 a.m yeah you need to be (laughs) in philly i am not a morning (laughs) person so 7 a.m start time for me is gonna be rough you'll be right so i'm like we need to be as close to the starting line as we can okay cool and what um you got plans for dinner yet just gonna find a restaurant i know when you guys were in chicago with carter you had like a 415 dinner reservation. We did. Yeah, we have not planned that out yet. I need to look into it, but what's your preference? What's your preference on fuel, dinner fuel before a big run? Do you have have you found have you gotten into like a groove at all? Are you still kind of trying to figure out what's best? Not really. It's so bad. I haven't even really been like paying attention to what I eat the night before my big runs. Okay. I've more been paying attention to like what I eat the morning of. Mm-hmm. But I haven't even thought to think of like, what am I eating the night before like a 10 miler? Because I don't know why I probably should have been. But right. It's part of the process. I think the yeah. you, the morning of meal is far more important. Kelly, what do you usually do before a race? You keep it light or what do you do? Uh, pasta. Okay. Uh, something like tomato sauce. Yep. Um, I like to chew on bagels and drink water and... Uh, then the morning of, it's always oatmeal. Okay. A flavored oatmeal or straight up? Uh, brown sugar. Nice. That's a classic. That's the classic yeah. oatmeal flavor. Right brown there. sugar. Yeah. That's, yeah that's, I love it. What about classic? It is the classic. Uh, that reminds me of being young, man. Um, and then the, you get the chunk of brown sugar. It's like bigger oh, yeah, piece. Yeah, and that's the best piece. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Kate, what about you? What's your, so you have, you have dabbled a little bit in figuring out what feels okay with morning stuff. What do you eat in the morning? Yeah, I've tried a couple things. I've tried just like some toast with peanut butter. Okay. Um, chunky or cre- chunky or creamy peanut butter. Creamy. Mm-hmm. Bananas. Yeah, bananas. Hey, I, I don't know. I have a hard time with bananas. Like the texture. You're not alone. You're no, not, you're not I have alone. to like be in a certain mood. Yeah, that's the big feedback for people that don't like bananas is the texture piece. So it's yeah. okay. It's all right. Yeah. So. I've tried, you know, toast and peanut butter. And then I think I've decided what I like the best. What I did on my last long run was just a plain bagel, like nothing on it, just a bagel. It's just like one simple thing my body has to digest. Yep. And just keep it simple. And not a lot of aftertaste that can linger around with that either. It's kind of straight palate. Yeah. Okay. Um, Do you fuel, do you have any plans of fueling while you're, while you're running? 
Yes. So I plan, I've practiced on some of my long runs with taking um, some goose. So I'm thinking about like mile six, taking one and then taking another one about mile 10 is kind of what I'm thinking. Sounds like a good plan. What kind of, what kind of goose you got? Has Carter brought you into the Huma gels or are yeah, you? The Huma. That's right. Those are the best. <laughs> they're, they're pretty good. Those are the premier. Those <laughs> the are the premier. The first one I had, I like, I felt like I had a hard time, just like the texture. I had never had one before. It was like my very first gel. Mm-hmm. Was it I was be- like, this is kind of weird. I felt like it took me a while to like, actually, it felt like it took me like a mile to actually like take <laughs> the whole thing. Cause I was like, this is huge. Like, do I really need this whole gel? But I, I tried one again on my nine miler yesterday and I felt like that went a lot easier. So good. Glad feeling, to hear it. Feeling more confident with those. Good. Kelly, do you use goose or block chews or anything? Or what do you use when you're running a big race? Yeah, normally uh, Cliff Shot or Honey Stinger. Okay, cool. Uh, Carter has taught me the joy of Stroop Waffle. Yeah, oh, Stroop Waffle is the best. <laughs> those are those are great. Those are fun, man. Water yeah, yeah, you definitely have to have water. I take the I take the waffle and I just go uh-huh. like this, and I smash it into a ball and I eat it. It's a little savage. Let's be honest. That is savage. It is a little savage, you, and you lose savage. a little bit in crumb crumb amounts in that with yeah, that's, that strategy. That's primitive. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, sweet. So we're going to keep it real simple, Kate. That's pretty much the overall gist from you here is yeah. we're going to keep it simple. We're not going to overcomplicate things. Let's talk. So your husband is a big, big, big drip guy, big gear guy. Okay. Oh yeah. Biggest I've ever met for sure. Biggest in my like circle that I know. Are you, has that inspired you to be, you're very fashionable. So let me, let me just prerequisite. When I met you in Chicago, I thought your outfit was phenomenal. Well, your glasses were great. So you do have fashion in your normal life. Are you translating that into your running gear game or, you know, where do things stand with that? How do you, what's your feeling towards what gear? Oh, I love gear. Yes. I love buying new gear. I love having the latest thing. Nice. I, Carter has brought me over to the Hoka gang. Okay. So amazing. I have some Hoka's now, which I love, but yeah, I, I was just at Lululemon again the other day, you know, checking out. Taking a look <laughs> at what's like, up. I think I need a new like long sleeve running yeah. shirt. Well, it's winter. It's good. Yeah. yeah. So why not? I'm Treat like, yourself. Cool. Treat yourself. I need more than like one or two, right? Yeah. So of course you always do. You know, some get <laughs> dirty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kelly Carter credits you too. There's a lot of there's a lot of thing Carter credits you too, but Carter gives you a lot of love for telling him to when he was getting into running to you know invest in a little bit of proper gear, do it the right way. You know, don't go one foot in, one foot out. Just jump in with both feet, get some stuff, and go. So it sounds like you've translated that same lesson down to your daughter. What's always had a fashion sense that I've never had. She's she's got she is a fashionista, my, man. My my attachment to gear has always been purely functional. Functional, that's right. <laughs> but Carter and Kate have helped me to up my game. Nice. I mean, I had no idea how, how sweet those Nikes could be until Carter started investing. Yeah. And now it's like, I, I, I refuse to even consider a race without the, the, the vapor flies on my feet. He brought you over. He, he, he brought you over to the Nike oh, game. Yeah, he did. I love it. Um, okay. Let's talk about the specific kit that you're going to wear, Kate. Have you figured it out? Are you still perusing options or do you know, do you know what, yeah. you know what you're wearing? still trying to figure it out it looks like it's going to be kind of colder on race day i think the high is like maybe like for like 50 
the lows like 33. So it might be kind of cold. I'm still trying to decide if I'm doing like shorts or leggings. Okay. That's kind of like the big, I know that I'm going to wear a long sleeve shirt. Okay. You do, running shirt. you do a base layer under that at all, or just the long sleeve so you can get no, just a sports bra on a long sleeve. Okay, cool. I don't like too many layers. I feel like I get yeah hot. Like too hot and it just, yeah. And then I like the, like the half tight shorts, like the biker length shorts. Okay. Um, but if it's too cold that I'll, I'll wear leggings. Leggings. Okay. And then what about, yeah. so- what about socks? Um, I love the features socks. Okay. That's like all I have for running. What color? Assorted colors? You have a specific color for Saturday. Um, I have a bunch of white. I think I'll wear, I think I'll wear my white ones that are like the cushion ones. They're like my, a little bit thicker ones. Okay. I've been wearing those on my last couple of long runs and I've been liking those. Like, I feel like they help my feet get a little less like sore with what about hat and gloves? for a while. I, I am not a hat person. Like I hate wearing hats just in general. Any kind of hat. That's not, that's not, that's not how you were as a child. You love hats. You could <laughs> rock That's because mom forced them on me because I was bald for she's, like my first year of life. She's evolved <laughs> in, in the hat world. <laughs> I, I don't like really having like stuff on my head. No sunglasses then? No sunglasses. I don't know. I just get like weird about too many things being on me. I don't, I haven't worn gloves. I just like pull my shirt over my hands, mm-hmm. but yeah, it'll pretty simple. I think just like my Lululemon shorts, Lululemon long sleeve feature socks. And what's on the feet? Are you, are you wearing the Hoka's? I think, I think I'll be wearing the Hoka's. So I have the i have nike infinity runs those were like my first running shoes that i was wearing for a long time and when i first started training and then like i said i kind of got like some ankle injury stuff going on like some tendonitis and i think it's because i really like i like i like the infinity runs a lot but they're not that padded Mm -hmm. the top is just kind of like a fly knit material and they're just not not the most padded shoe and so i think I was like, I think I need something a little more padded. So that's when I got some Hoka Clifton 8s. Clifton's. Yeah, Hoka, that's like strapping a couple of pillows to your... Yeah, oh my gosh. That's right. They're great. Yeah, I love them. And my ankle injury finally just went away just in time. Wow, amazing. You think the shoe You think the shoe had an effect on that, getting into the Hoka? I think it helped, yeah. it helped a lot. I also started going back to physical therapy. Okay. Two times a week to like get on top of it because... Good for you. For me, I knew that like... I knew I would get injured somehow. Like I knew something would come up just with how I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, when I, when that started to happen, uh, like when my ankle started hurting, I got into the doctor and got it checked out and then, you know, got a prescription to go to physical therapy. Cause I was like, I, I need to stay on top of this if I want to be able to keep running and still do the half. So good. I'm glad to hear that you were able to get on top of that. What, um, what color are the Clifton's? They are white. Ooh. Um, and then the around the sole kind of has like some light pink and light yellow. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I'm Carter can tell you I'm like really big into white shoes. Okay. Yeah. That's I t- have like that's a tough life. Five pairs of like white sneakers. Are you, <laughs> like de- I, are you dedicated yeah. to cleaning them then? Um, not as good as I should be. Yeah. I still need to figure out like best way to do that. Get, but on, get on a schedule of sorts. Yeah. I, I'm, know, I love really I love a white shoe too, but I'm very irresponsible with shoe maintenance. So I've kind of like ducked out of that. Um, 
Okay. Well, you're ready, Kate. I don't, you know, I, I, I usually give a, a couple pieces of advice. I feel like you have a very, very calm demeanor here. You know, my only thing that I can really think of here on the fly is anything that you're worried about out there, there's about, you know, 90% of the other people next to you are just as worried, if not more worried about the same things. So take comfort in knowing uh, that you're not alone. Um, who's going to be there? That's one thing I wanted to ask you. Who's going to be there? Just Carter? Is 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 the family coming out and making the, the long trip across the country? Or is it just Carter and the, and the grandparents? Um, so Carter and my dad will be running it with me. KP, you're running this thing? Uh, yes. Oh, my goodness. I didn't even know that. Oh, yes. And Carter is running it. So they're both. Run- I didn't even know this. OK. To- yeah, and they're, they're running it to like help pace me and like run with me, which is super nice of them. So grateful for that. Oh, my goodness. This is this is incredible. OK, so, so you guys are going full. Them. You guys are going full squad mode out there. Yes. Yep. Oh my gosh. Oh, the squad. It is. <laughs> Even though they got their refunds from <laughs> Of course. From the last year I Of course I'm they're running it with again. you. I feel foolish. I feel foolish. I'm like, of course they're running. It's like, you know, you give KP and Carter a chance to like be around a race. They're not gonna they're not gonna sit on the sidelines. They're gonna come jump in and, and help you out. I love it. Okay. So the so the plan then is for you three to go out as a group and and Kate's pace kind of dictates they're gonna help you kind of with staying where you wanna be. Yep. Amazing. Wow. I think so, yeah. How exciting. Is anyone else coming or will it just be the three of you? Um, my mom and brother will also be back east. I'm not sure whether or not they'll be somewhere along the route. Maybe. I was talking to my brother today and he's like, I was like, Do you want to come to the finish line and see me? He's like, Yeah, sure. Sure. He's like, sure. <laughs> so we might <laughs> might have some spectators. Bring up um, Luna. Oh yeah, Luna. Yeah. My dog. I don't know if I don't think they'll take her. I don't think she'd really appreciate being dragged out that early in the morning in the freezing cold. <laughs> she's she's got she's got other things to do. Luna's. Oh, she'll still be sleeping. That's that's her nap time. So. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, yeah, you're gonna be. I mean, you were gonna be just fine before I knew that you had the squad rolling with you, but <laughs> now even more so. Um, before we go, KP, what what's your what's your words of wisdom here for for Kate? What do you got? What do you got to depart on her? Uh, before before getting out there enjoy it's meant to be enjoyed yeah that's a good Um, one this is a chance to be with people who love you and there'll be spectators along the course and the city is closed and it is a time to reflect on all the good in your life so just enjoy it that's incredible that's incredible advice i'm gonna i'm gonna take a page out of Kelly's book moving forward. And if I don't have anything to tell people, I'm going to tell them to enjoy. Cause I think at the end of the day, that is what's most important. Don't let all of your planning and all of your high hopes for goals. I mean, it's really good that you have those things, but don't let that outweigh the enjoyment because it is meant to have fun and you will have fun. It's going to be a yeah. blast. It's going to be a blast. Um, okay. Well, Kate, thank you so much for being on. I'm really excited. I'm going to be texting you guys kind of like crazy on Saturday to figure out what's going on. Um, <laughs> Have fun this weekend, guys. Enjoy it. Kate, good luck. This has been great. This has been great. Kate, I'm sending good, not to put you on blast, but I'm also sending good vibes up to the Code Brown situation. I feel like we're going to be, I feel like the the right things are going to happen and it's going to get you off on the right foot. So I hope so. That's right. Good luck. Um, Have fun and uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Okay. Episode 10 of the PRP was recorded in lovely Ann Arbor, Michigan at the Forum Campus Studio. Flexible living options, work from home facilities, 
mobility solutions, and most importantly, a community, prenticeforum.com. Also, don't forget to check out the PRP merch drop. This is the last week for you to order your PRP mug, and 100% of the proceeds from mug sales this week will be donated to the Back on My Feet Foundation. Back on My Feet combats homelessness through the power of fitness, community support, essential employment, and housing resources. The Back on My Feet group seeks to revolutionize the way society approaches homelessness. Their unique model demonstrates that if you first restore confidence, strength, and self-esteem, individuals are better equipped to tackle the road ahead. Check out how they are utilizing running to combat the cycle of homelessness in this country at backonmyfeet.org.